You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to a very special version of the, or edition of the Joe Rogan Experience Review. Um, Joined by my buddy Pete. He's my buddy. We're doing basically like an old school recap of a classic Rogan. Anthony Bourdain. Episode 138, way the way back. Way back. This is like so far back, even Joe is like still not feeling his intro music. He's still sorting like it all out. Old He's it figuring it out. Yeah. He's figuring it out. Ray ba- Red Band's on this one. Ray Band. Jesus. Red Band's on this. And I wanted to hit this one because, as we all know, Anthony's death was tough on Rogan. It was very difficult for him. Um, anytime that it's brought up, I think it's just, it's just one that it's a friend that he misses and will always miss forever. And I just wanted to go back and kind of discuss it. I mean, when Bourdain was on Rogan, that was before I started doing reviews. So for me, it's kind of a bummer that, um, I didn't get to review him before he was gone. Uh, What a remarkable guy. And, um, I'll tell you what, listen to that podcast Made oh, me yeah. very hungry. Hungry, and also you can hear the, his individuality in his words. He was a singular human. Awesome guy. I miss him. Mm. Yeah. Very, very unique individual. I mean, he's almost like the Hunter S. Thompson of food. If in you're a, a, in a food... Way. Maybe if not you're a foodie, as crazy. He's your guy. He is God. And you know what? If you're not a foodie, if you're not a foodie, he's the kind of guy that makes you a foodie. Like Joe said many times during this episode and has since, like he never understood or saw food as like an art form. It was just a thing you consumed. But now Joe sees it as like temporary art. It's like changed his understanding. And and Anthony was so good at delivering his message, it wasn't like just appealing to people that were into interesting foods. It was like, we all eat food. We're all interested in it. We don't realize how into it we are. And it takes somebody like that to kind of highlight it for us. Like, oh, by the way, this is why these flavors are important to you. This is why you like this. And... Poetry. poetry. Also, he crafted the way people come out come up to food. He cra- he crafted the way my friends have started their own businesses. I know one man, very successful chef here in Albuquerque, who it looked to Anthony and his books as canon, as a as a text, a religious tome. It was all about it. Yeah. Well. Red Band talks about how 
Is it, is it yeah. Kitchen Confidential? One of, one of his books. That's yes. his big book, right? And and Red Band in the podcast was talking about how all the chefs he knows have that book. It's kind of like the yeah. Bible for chefs. It's awesome. And he was 44 when he released that. Like, So he wasn't famous before then. He was just struggling chef slash writer and then boom became famous at 44 and so famous i mean he was ridiculously totally. famous yeah, he, he, he overcame a life of late nights uh reckless alcohol and drug use failure feeling of failure he got over all that shit and popped off mm-hmm he was, that's why his downfall yeah. was so striking for for me and many. It's because it you seemed like he had it all together and he had he figured it out. Yeah, heartbreaking. But that loneliness gets in there, man. It gets in there, and and until the individual addresses it, nothing can fill that gap. Like he was beloved by so many. And it wasn't enough. It was like, did he love himself type of thing? And that's that's a hard one when you've when you've been to you know a dark totally. place. Yeah, we have to seek out that solution. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it just highlights that often people think that their problems can be solved by the the things that they want like oh everything would be better if i just had some money or if i was respected by all the people that i knew and yeah maybe for a while mm-hmm. maybe for a while i would but if you're not taking care of you and really caring for yourself you know then which is hard to do you have a lifetime of trauma oh, yeah. in there probably and you know kind of forgiving yourself for it is is incredibly difficult are we worthy of it is it, it's incredibly you know, am difficult. i worthy of forgiveness i I see that in his writing, the self-deprecating. Yeah, and it and it, and I think it was a part of why people liked him so much too, because he never, he never let the fame make him feel better than uh, yeah. other people. You know, it was like, I I'm still who I am. You know, he didn't lose himself in like all of that glory. But it also could have been keeping him close to that feeling, as well. That that was hard to shake. Probably, it's it's uh, it was know? it was really nice to hear him speak. It was a great podcast. So nice, mm. so nice to hear him speak. It was a warm, friendly podcast, just beautifully done. Yeah, and him just Those guys were slamming some along. beers as well, getting along, and yep, yeah, and slamming some beers. And having a good old time. I mean, he, he it was almost like less encumbered than when he does his show as well. It was like very freeing. Like, especially back then, it's like the Rogan experience wasn't anything like it is today. Night and day. So he's just on it, just oh, yeah. hanging out with his buddy. You know, he didn't even know what it was, really. He's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of podcasts. I'll come on and have a chat with you. I don't give a shit. I'll talk about whatever. Fuck it. Love that. Love that, but yeah, forty-four. That's so wild. That's kind of like Ricky Gervais. He wasn't. 
I think he was like 40 years old when he I started. I love that. Getting it it uh, gives us hope. And keep going. Well, I think I think it makes like a unique type of celebrity. I think that's uh, why Ricky is the way he is because he lived a life yeah. before that. It wasn't all he knew. He knew what it was like to struggle and be worried and have those fears and just also think that you're just you're just a you know not to say just a nothing but you're just a regular well, we all are schmoe. all regular schmoes yeah but if you're a justin bieber you never you don't even remember being a regular no. schmo he was like 10 when he got famous it, well yeah and now he's been worshipped like Michael Jackson for his whole life. I mean, there's no way that guy's not a and complete weirdo. There's almost weirdo. no way that he could be normal. But I think that he's doing a relatively good job so far, that little guy. And then Ricky Gervais, oh, yeah. You're I mean, a big I, fan. I can't abide his music. It's all garbage. But I, I'd like him as a person that exists. It's fine. Whatever. That explains why you have that Justin Bieber poster. I like a 14-year-old six-pack, Okay. <laughs> Iron stuff. Well, it's okay. Regardless of my art, and Ricky Gervais, <laughs> what what a treasure! Do you think? Do you think? Uh, oh. I think that Anthony would have liked Ricky. Actually, probably does or did. I bet they knew each other. I would imagine they did. They pray in the same kind of circles, you know. They definitely would have found each other very interesting. They're both very no smart bullshit. guys. Ricky has Ricky has a new uh, Netflix special. Check it out right out. For sure. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Ever dreamt of having an extra hour in your day? What if that hour was all about being and doing something you love? Going to the cafe, petting a strange dog, reading a book, or just being there for a loved one? We all wish we had more time. But the real question is, time for what? Imagine if time was unlimited. How would you spend it? Figuring that out just might be the key to unlocking a more fulfilled life. And you know what can help? Therapy. It's like your personal guide to discovering what truly matters to you, so you can make you a priority. Whether you've personally experienced the transformative power of therapy or not, one thing's for sure. Therapy isn't just for those who've been through major trauma. It's a game changer for learning positive coping skills, setting boundaries, and becoming the best version of yourself. Therapy can be your secret weapon to navigate the complexities of life. Thinking about giving therapy a shot? BetterHelp is here for you. The best part? It's all online. Designed to be incredibly convenient, flexible, and can be tailored to your schedule. No need to rearrange your life to fit in therapy sessions. BetterHelp adapts to you. Getting started is a breeze, my friends. Just fill out a quick questionnaire and you'll be matched with a registered therapist. Plus, if you ever feel like switching therapists, no sweat. It's free to switch till you find the right one for you. So... BetterHelp opens the door to mental health professionals with a wide range of expertise. And because you're part of the J-R-E-R community, you get an exclusive 10% off your first month. Just head to BetterHelp.com slash J-R-E-R. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-R. Start your journey today for a better you. Mm-hmm. Kitchen Confidential, though. I'd like to read it. I'm I'm like newly inspired. I'd like to go back and watch um what were his shows? Parts Parts Unknown. Unknown. And then the other and then the and then something no, reservations. So, me, uh yeah, Parts Unknown, No Reservations and Layovers was his other one. 
if I'm not not mistaken. I'll just double okay. double check all that. Yeah, I'd like to go back and and go through those. I have watched plenty of them, but I I would like to just go back to the beginning and just kind of kind of get into it, you know. And and also maybe you know start taking cooking more seriously. I don't know if cooking classes are the way. I feel like YouTube has so much, but um, since I moved to Tennessee, I've been smoking a lot of meat okay. on my Traeger. Yep, Insp- Shout inspired out. by Rogan, doing some some uh, meat smoking, and the, you know that's a that's a learning curve. There's a lot in there, but you know there's so much more nuance. Like I would like to be able to navigate a spice rack and know what everything you know. Just be like taste some Jives. soup and be like, oh, you know oh, what cumin. that needs some cumin. Well, something. If someone was like, you know, what does cumin smell or taste like? I'd be like, I, I, I'd have to guess half of them on a smoky end of a meaty bit flavor scale. Right, and then just just get some really good recipes down, and and just take some pride in it. You know, when people are like adding white wine to a dish, and then like, you know, simmering it down. And it's just like, I would never think to do this. I don't even know what it does. Well, uh, you know what I generally do with white wine is just pour it in a glass and then pour it down my throat. So that's all I got. That's all I know about white yeah. wine. So when they, when they there we go. <laughs> talk about our and then And then eat a shrimp. Papa half frozen shrimp in my mouth. I don't know what he <laughs> means when he talks about art as food. Well, think about it from, like, a really fancy restaurant, right? And it's not just about those, like, fancy little plates where they dollop, like, two little blobs on there and then all the sauce and then you're like, oh, that looks pretty. But it's, like, art in the flavor of it. It's, like, we eat to sustain ourselves and live, right? That's, like, the bare minimum. We're doing it to stay alive. But if you start eating in a way, not for every meal, but maybe some meals, in a way to be like, hey, this isn't to keep me alive. This is just for the best possible flavors. Just, like, to tantalize. That's the art portion. It's it's almost like bringing all the colors to the canvas, but you're bringing all the flavors okay. to the plate. And then it's every mouthful is like, wow! And then it's like, you know accompanied by this other side that also works perfectly and it's like a a symphony on that plate that kind of and it, but but you know, I'd, I'm doing I'd a bad job a, saying, like, i'd say you're doing a very some, good job of describing it to me right right but i'm making it flowery you know i'm making it like the, a bit of poetry with it it's like that's what he did exceptionally well it's he would take some random dish and then create this metaphor and poetic description of what it is based on Tied the culture, the people. You know, he wraps in like the hardiness of it and the practicality, the flavors that represent their soul. Yeah, it was glorious. And then you're like, oh shit, that does. It's like maybe the food, like each culture has different food, right? Like Hispanic people have a certain type, South America, they have their style. Indian food, you know, Middle Eastern, Chinese, 
Japanese have their own. And it's like, how does it? Uh, yeah, uh, it's, I could go Mexicans. on. But <laughs> yeah. I noticed you didn't. Cool I noticed fact. you didn't uh, so, mention the English. And why is that? <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this, Pete, and it might be because English food generally is terrible. However, I will say that we went to the Irish pub near me uh, this evening or earlier today. I have, and you've eaten there. I had the Sels- Salisbury steak. Okay, wonderful. The bangers and mash there, okay. fantastic. The shepherd's pie. I'm not saying English food is great. But if you are English, they do a Aren't good job. Aren't those Irish? Whatever, we're used to it. We we have the worst food. No, I don't know. Shepherd's Pie is English. There's shepherds in England, mind. And bangers and mash is... Yeah, there's a couple. Just, just having a, I'm, having, I'm having one. I'm on one. S- Stanley. Stanley the shepherd. He's still there. But, uh, yeah, our food is not the best. I mean, you'd have to work quite hard to poetically sell other nations on on English food. I mean, our, our national cuisine these days is Indian curry. So we completely lost out to our own food. Indian curry from India, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. The Indian <laughs> continent? Correct, yeah. Indian subcontinent? Mm-hmm. You'd... You can't fan. lyrically describe uh, beans on toast with a pint of lager. Was did he no. ever go to England I mean, to do a, any of his shows? You think? <laughs> I let don't. Me just, that's let, a good let me list question. his shows real quick. I don't know. I'm... Well, we do he, have he good had, chefs, though. Which he had is a cook's tour. Good restaurants. Anthony Bourdain, no reservations. The layover. The Taste, and Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown. So he had quite a few shows. He must have gone to England. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Ma- imagine if it was just a show where he <laughs> just like, shits on the food. Beans the are hard. Waitress is fat. Lager's flat. Well, there is a video. there is a video online of him going to one of Gordon Ramsay's restaurants. And I think this was before Gordon was like really big on TV, but people knew who he was as a celebrity chef in England. He doesn't really like being called a celebrity chef. He's a chef gotcha. that also is a celebrity, you know, because there are those like cook on TV style chefs that he doesn't really want to be associated with. But anyway, Bourdain goes to his restaurant, this Michelin star, super hotshot restaurant in London, and Bourdain discusses the food and basically says yes this is the best food i've ever oh. eaten this is the greatest thing what 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 ramsey can do is it just oh that's good to hear perfect and then it's really cool the very end of the little video clip i don't know uh i think it was like some bbc thing he was doing i don't know but at the end, it's just those two in the kitchen just talking shit to each other, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, people who work in a kitchen and chefs are, they're not to be trifled with. They're hardened. They the will not shit take talks. shit from you yeah. any which way. Oh, yeah. I worked at a restaurant 
Well, actually, with our mutual friend Sean once, and it was like fine dining, and the the chef uh, threatened to punch me in the face <laughs> in the kitchen one time. You liked it, probably, you dog. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was seventeen. He was like twenty eight, and he was like, "You say that to me again, I'll punch you in the face." And I, I did say it again because I needed the thing that he wasn't giving me. Because it was taking too long, I was the waiter, so I was like, "I need, well, I need it, so I'm gonna say it again." And he just gave me this look, and I was like, "Oh, that guy, that guy's gonna punch me in the face, like any minute." A wild, wild crew, and I have to say, the guy was an excellent chef. Yeah, and often goes hand in hand with. It's like they, 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 they anger. Had, yeah, I, they, they have my respect. It wasn't like I left going, that guy sucks. I'm just like, yep, he's mad, but that's okay. He's really Sorry you good. got mad about a side <laughs> of potatoes, but uh, I deserved it. Yeah, I wish I remember what it was. I can't even remember, but yeah, he was a fiery guy. Yeah, I have fiery a guy. really passionate friend here in Albuquerque at the shop, Israel Rivera. He's often voted, shout out to Is. Shout I'm out. Sure he'll never hear this, but I hope he does. But he's a top-voted chef, Albuquerque, over and over every year. Well, and he worked for it. He fucking worked for it. And, of course, he's from Hispanic descent. He's Mexican parents. Bet Israel Rivera. Legend. And he... What what restaurant does he work at? The shop, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Get ready to wait in line. It's worth it. What kind oh, of New Mexican infusion that? breakfast brunch stuff? And he he and oh, in nice. fact he did the journey. He went to San Francisco. He was a sous chef under all the people. He he went all around the United States, sampling. I think he went to New New York, and he's got it. To, he's. I respect him because he sought out the skills of his craft. I recommend that for any young person the listening, wondering like what kind of career to go into. If you're into food and you think you can keep your ego in check um, and you want to learn some resilience and an incredible skill set that AI is certainly not going to take over anytime soon. Oh, yeah. Do that. How human is that? Like, you know. Find the best restaurant you can. Say, I will just wash the dishes until you give me something else to do, and I'm here to learn. I think that that would be a remarkable and super interesting adventure to go on. Like, I wish I had Even if you don't. Uh, You know, there have been plenty of years in my life that I was just doing this job, that job, this job. I could have carved out a bit of time and just said, right, I'm just doing, you know, Good Even if you chef. don't make it your career, if you work there five years, you'll know how to be uh, safe in the kitchen. You'll know how to use knives, sharpen knives. You'll know how to make a stew. You'll know how to sear meat. You'll know how to start a roux. you know how to make a broth. That stuff is human nature. We're all right. connected by food. It's cross-cultural. It's a universal yeah. language like math. And it's... And it's always impressive. And you get always. laid. Like, 
You'll get That's laid. Definitely a big part of it. If you can just cook like an amazing dish out of nowhere and just you know, really just the plates and the pair it with a wine and it's just all the flavors. The lighting. The oh, low light. My goodness. Legendary. Legendary. Now, people are gonna yell oh, yeah. at you. You know? Of You're gonna course. be treated like shit. There's no HR department to complain to. You will it's get sexually rough. harassed if you're got a, if you're a cute but. guy with a nice touch like you were. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay. But at the end of the day, you know, you're gonna have that lifelong skill set. skill set. And and also you'll be you'll be resilient too. You'll be oh, tough. Yeah. Like that's preparing you for the real world in a big way. Bless for it. Sure. I'm into it. This makes me want to quit our lives. Let's start. Let's let's start small. Let's do a food truck. Pancakes. (laughs) It'd be day one, and the chef is just like, "Hey, who the hell microwave this beans on toast?" And I'm like, "You know what? Fuck this job. I don't need to put up with this. I have like no resilience." Weeping in this other room, having to cry. Beans are Love beans that. are hard. The toast Love is soggy. <laughs> <laughs> I microwaved in an egg, blew up. I'm like, I don't this know. Is a f- <laughs> I'm just, dr- I'm in the back, just drinking all the, the cooking at him. Like this guy, <laughs> this guy sucks. How do you get in here? He's got the palate of a hippopotamus. Crunching the whole watermelons back there. Hmm. So Bourdain's been over a hundred countries, he said, for that show. That's amazing. It's incredible. Imagine that. His and his show wasn't yeah. just like get there, countries. cook something, eat something. His show was get there, negotiate the politics, deal with the people that might not like you or do like you, get involved with a family or a restaurant, eat, talk about the food, even hunting. He even hunted yeah. there. Amazing. I think he was just so interesting, so beautifully curious, and such a a like people person, and and down for like the, whatever the adventure was. That that that's a universal language. People love that anywhere on the globe. They love someone that's like, I'm in it. We Let's go. What we got. Throw the adventure at me. Because people would test him with things, too. They'd be like, all right, try this. Or fucking eat this lizard asshole. And he's like, I'm in. Just does it. Like, they loved him yeah. for it. He, he saw the good in people. And he, um, it became more than, I'm not, this is, it became more than an eating show and a, and a culinary experience. It was a travel show. And it was a human experience show. And that ultimately, that's what food is. Yeah, it was a it was a show on cultures almost because food represents so much about the people, and that's what he drew together. It's like the it's like the universal language of all of us. It's like even if we hate or dislike a certain race or culture or whatever, which we shouldn't, we should all be cool and chill about that. But if there's one thing that can like kind of bring us all together, potentially it's food. 
you know, food from everywhere. Exactly. And, and also dislike of the Dutch. Well, come on. Those windmills? Tulips? I don't trust them. Get out of here. Wooden shoes? You're out of your mind. <laughs> out of your mind. Wooden shoes. <laughs> what? Can't play basketball. Flip it around. Come on. Do you think they were just really bad at inventing shoes? Or they were really good Wouldn't, at wanting to actually, kick each other with their shoes? Because I, I feel like that's where the advantage is. Like, if you're like, hey, I don't like your windmill, and you just shin them with your wooden shoe, that's like... If you could pop pop one of those off and start tool. whacking somebody with it. Yeah, okay. But you can't you can't sprint fast. You can't sneak around. You shoe. can't sneak around. There's no gift. <laughs> there's, there's, you're just can't sneaking sneak in around. Shoe. It's like the the only security systems they have in Dutch houses are like just wooden platforms around their home. You start hearing some clippity clip clops, and you're like, someone's coming. Uh, probably somebody named like Johannes is on his way. <laughs> One guy figures out just to wear socks and just basically breaks into all of the banks, all of the big homes. He's like, I, this was easy. This country is easy. Bless it. So good. So good. Well, they went over a few crazy stories that he got into. The elephant story seemed a bit nuts. Um, almost got trampled to death. There were some sketchy moments navigating different cultures and places they got kind of stuck in a war in israel i think or some twas some ever bombing thus. he saw some yes. dangerous things yeah pretty pretty wild um moved on to a few different foods that are controversial foie gras foie that, did i say foie that right foie gras. foie gras yeah have you ever have you ever had have that? i had goose liver pate yes and it's delicious yeah, uh, is it good? A, it's kind of like between caviar and like potted meat. It's salt. It's salty. Okay. It's creamy. I don't care for yeah. it. I have a pet. Oh, sounds like it might go good with a, I have a nice charcuterie. Hmm. That is true. I've always said that about you. I, I like the uh, I like hot ramen with mm -hmm. an egg in it, and that's about it. Yeah, I feel like you would just like to kind of like make a stew out of everything on a campfire. Yeah. I don't. Uh, that's you a lot of a lot of long lot of hours boiling, of boiling bits things. of things, adding herbs and roots and parts of animals. So the poetry of food is probably lost upon a blockhead like me. I want to aspire to the okay. to the the finer things, but I'll just I'll have a I'll have a bit of a roast beef with a uh, with a lager, please. That's me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you you're just keeping yourself going. I you're live thinking of energy. You're more like that show <laughs> alone. Well, like these uh, f these frog eyeballs are tasty, aren't they? No, but they'll get me going. They'll keep me alive. <laughs> Beaver tail, yeah, kind of. Just getting on with it. Just get on with it. Mostly. You gotta respect that too, though. You gotta respect that too. They they did talk a little bit about meat only diets, and it was interesting on this one to hear Joe on the being other real side suspicious of it. about it. 
he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, nah, you got to have vegetables. And you can't just eat meat. You get diverticulitis, like Brock Lesnar and blah, blah. And, and you know, I think it speaks to the open-mindedness oh. of Rogan. He's not, like, locked into any one way of thinking. You know, obviously, through the years, he's, like, talked with Dr. Rhonda Patrick about keto diets. And then other people have come in um, and discussed uh, carnivore. And he's tried it, and it works well, and he's learned more about it. And But it, it was interesting to kind of hear him discuss it in that way at that time. I mean, to be fair, if I had heard this podcast, I would have thought the same thing. Like, it it took me a long while to believe that, you know, a red, mostly red meat-only diet with maybe some eggs and cheese is, is healthy or could be. Um you know, we we would been so trained in our lives to not think that was good for you that untraining that takes some time. And uh, it was cool to hear it, but but Bourdain wasn't having it. He was like, no, yeah. it's fine. You can get that. He goes, also, you can get diverticulitis okay. from fucking cucumbers. It's like, it's not it's not the meat. It's just like bits of stuff that get stuck that yeah, you can't digest. Yeah, I think diverticulitis um, involves genetics, genetics and... That's it hydration and yeah it's not it's just not as simple as is we thought right and you know and he, he references like the inuit cultures that are primarily yeah. just fats you know just seal and fat and they they are great and they do they, great. he also they're healthy like they're even somewhat happy. unusually healthy Compared I to guess you can get vitamin people. D from yeah. meat. Is that correct? No? I think... Th- I don't know. Well, you know what? I don't think it's not sunny up there. I mean, if you've got a lot of reflection mm. from the snow, it's like people get, like, snow blindness. Oh, that's I'm true. pretty sure you can get, like, burnt. Yeah. In in snowy places that... that I mean, there's a lot of reflection... You know, those so Inuit cultures they might not be struggling too bad because they they kind of Inuits are like a little bit tan too they're, anyway. I, I, they're like they are not like pale, like um, Asian descent. Yeah, they're Asian? and also they are genetically yeah, um, genetically similar to the Navajos here, Athabascans in New Mexico. Athabascan is the language group, Athabascan, and then the uh, the that language group denotes their genetic affiliation with those tribes of the frozen north. So they're all kind of related, and they're all very tan. Oh, damn. They're born with a lot of melanin. Yeah. Yeah, and you would think that they would only keep that up there um, if they were still, you know, needing to protect themselves from a lot oh, of UV that makes sense to me. bouncing around. I've seen those hands you talked about, the hands that fl- that are... They don't get, they ha, they are less susceptible to frostbite because they have increased blood flow with their hands, and their extremities. That's, am- yeah, their that's hands, amazing. Their fingers are literally an inch wide. They are look down at your look down at your finger. Your really? finger is probably about a half inch. Theirs are doubly wide. Yep. Sausage fingers. So they have sausage hands. You need that in the cold war. You need that, and also when you got to keep your gal happy. Right. 
Maybe. <laughs> Popular. Popular. Let's hear your entire like hinge date profile. Inch Wide. fingers. What else do you need to know? Yeah. <laughs> White. Yeah, not long. Yeah, I guess you'd have to specify that It'd be confusing. They're like, I think he has tiny hands. I'm not I'm incredible. not dating him. Inuits are incredible. Well, I wish I wish Anthony could amazing. have visited all the tribes of the the uh, Arctic Circle because there were some that just ate seals, like he mentions, and there's some that just ate whales. He didn't mention that, and there are some that ate walrus, and there's some that just ate reindeer, and, and then they had this whole. Each of them had a whole different way of eating, and a whole different way of getting their nutrients. Yeah. No shit. I would have thought whales would be like a. I, I didn't think you could just live oh, on whales. Oh yeah, like it would be one of those type of of meats that you know has a lot of the mercury, that like bio mag- magnification. I think they, they do. call it, which is like where certain species, you know, like shark, for example. I don't think anyone can just live on shark because they have like high mercury content, like metal, and that is because and, of and, yeah humanity. And our, and a and the and the, pro, and the, pro, oh, the products right. of yeah, humanity, hippie. but bef- before all this, that is before, all, before that the industrialization of, industrialization of the world, you can, you could have, and you, there we was a story okay. about somebody walking across this bay on the back of whales. Whales w- were so prevalent that it was. There's almost too many whales. Now we have no idea where they are, but in the in the old days, you couldn't look across a body of water without seeing a spout of seagull in the air due to a whale blow. Right. But do you know that a lot of whale oh, numbers it. have really come back? Like in the in the 80s, it was, you know, Greenpeace were big advocates for saving the whales. Uh, my dad Hippie. was big into that. We used to do like yeah, he was. He is, still is. We used to do charity walks, you know, where we'd, like, raise money. And I'd have, like, a form. I was, like, 10 years old, and, like, people could sponsor me, and we'd do it. It was, like, just something he was really into. I was 10, dude. I was just doing my what my dad was I into. I like that. But it was still nice. And many of the numbers had just been so wiped out that it looked like certain species were going to be gone. These numbers got down to very low. And many of them have come back to strong, strong numbers, which is a great testament oh, to yes, that work and also to to just, you know, um, it, that that's the kind of species you don't want to knock out. It's like, come on. They're the biggest animals on the planet. They're pretty fucking cool and they're smart. Can we just we like not eat those around. guys? Let's just like skip them. Don't eat them. Eat other you have stuff. Enough to eat. Beans okay. on toast. Cucumber on slices. Toast. There's, there's loads of beans on toast. Eat that. It's pretty terrible, but try it. Anyway, Anthony, legend. Uh, we miss him. He was a comedian Double there at the him. end. Um, yeah, he was a stand-up was. stand-up comic at the end, or last few years of his life, he was mm-hmm. selling out town halls, selling out arenas. Not arenas, maybe, but he was a stand-up comic. Oh, yeah, kind of. I mean, just a, an amazing storyteller. 
and you know, and got quite heavily into jujitsu too. It's a it's a shame that his girlfriend was. I don't know. I don't want to. We don't. We don't really know her, what did it. Sounds like she was. To a, be honest, we don't know what did it for him. But it's important to keep your friends close, hug them, tug them tightly, say what's going on, but Love you, buddy. Yeah, tell me you love him. Tell me you love him. All right, awesome. I really enjoyed this one. It was good. We're probably gonna do more of these, like recap, like. Um, I think maybe we call them the classic some Rogan series. Go back and check some, some great, great ones out. Yeah, some flashbacks. We're going to explore them, and hopefully you liked it. And otherwise, we will speak to all of you guys next week. Good night. Thanks a lot.